Hello. Hey. This is Ergo. It is indeed. I'm Kiss. I am Damon. And what we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city and world for the more equitable and creative. How you feeling, man? I'm all right. We were able to record this episode while traveling, actually. Yep, um, yep. We are out in sunny, beautiful Los Angeles. Yep. And got real just deep into an incredible, incredible conversation with an amazing, amazing person. We have the mystical, <laughs> <laughs> the prophetic, the, the the brilliant wordsmith, thinker, carer, person, Benjamin Earl Turner. If you're unfamiliar with his work, uh, he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest rappers to ever put words together. Uh, he may not be on that platform yet, but that is what I see for him. He is he is a treasure for this world. Um, he's collaborated with some of the most amazing folks in Chicago, including Sabin, Pivot Gang, as well as No Name, just to ring that bell of familiarity. A little co situation. You know, you know, and so we, we talked a lot uh, about his time here in Chicago in 2012, where we were able to form a close bond and relationship, but then we went all over from there. So this is a first time in our 220 plus episodes. We got to do this as a two-parter. We're going we're gonna to take this slow. <laughs> you know, we want to build up the suspense. Absolutely. We want to keep y'all coming back, but also give y'all all the merch. We could have cut it down, but our conversation, I think this might have been a record in terms of just raw recording time. Oh my God, it was crazy. So we went over, just for context, we went over to his house and he has a beautiful, like well put together home studio. And it was like, I don't know, nine or 10 when we showed up. Yep. And we were there till like five four in the morning. morning. <laughs> uh, we didn't record that whole time, but we recorded a chunk of it. And then we got to listen to some of his music. Um, and before we get to the interview, I'll put a couple pieces in so that you know who you're listening to on the musical end. Um, but what we're going to do with it is we're going to do it as a two-parter. So this is going to be Benjamin Earl Turner part one. And then next week, you'll get the second half of the conversation. Great plan. <laughs> <laughs> before we get to the interview, a couple quick announcements. One, please subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, all your podcast apps. Follow us on socials at Ergo Radio, buy your Ergo Tea, bring us to your campus or organization. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a grandma. Could be yours, could be someone else's. Yeah, enemies listen and comment. They they bring that that engagement <laughs> level up. I'll take an enemy comment because <laughs> your enemy might not be mine. <laughs> also, <laughs> the enemy. Anyway. <laughs> So, without further ado, let's hear a song, and then let's get to our interview with the incredible, inimitable, Benjamin Earl Turner. Yeah. Do I want the pussy or a push card? I think so, I am in a day card. Achieving every goal in the name of... I'm that nigga on my name called Dreadlock Feel like static shock Son, these niggas, they snot nose, let it pop Blew up like the tenor bomb I was feeling trapped, but a nigga dug deep Now I'm fantastic, Chris Fox, dipping dot with the hip and hop Cold froze, flashpoint paradox Oh no, going too fast for the slow pokes In these streets, Pokemon go I'm Paolo with the pedagogy Iridescent heart like abalone Still problematic, but I'm genuine Like the gentleman with Timberland who wrote Pony And sure they won't be a back without Phil Can't resist that ass like a Clydesdale He without sense in the first Stone. We all got dead dreams in the catacombs I'm just hoping in the resurrection Like Common said, I got a sixth sense That the country headed towards insurrection Let us out of here Love heals all, that's a fantasy At the pupusaria on Livernoy And I'm rambling, but my drunken noodle Really soulful, the whole network is really eating I'm really a legend like Chrissy Teigen Wild world, watch these Wally Woods Had you popping bottles like Liam Neeson I'm out of body fighting in the demons like Holy spirits in me I can answer who I am I'm really trying to be that goat Might be the 
the sacrificial lamb I guess that's the same thing Steady nigga maintain It ain't no throwing up Unless we talking gang gang Damon, we're far from home. We we are out here. I feel very at home right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a beautiful time. We're out here in Los Angeles. Well, to be specific, Burbank, California. <laughs> <laughs> out here shooting a show with my dad. So we 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 had to hit up some of our people. You know. And I am elated. I am giddy. I am excited. Y'all will hear Yay. very shortly how I feel right Damon's now. Damon's like two feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but but we are with truly truly a special person one of my favorite people that i know and have ever met an amazing rapper and mc but that is insufficient in in describing the humanity one of the most like brilliant and beautiful people that i know to exist we are in the home of benjamin earl turner Noises, noises, noises. Nah, man, what's up? What's man? up? So, so oh, we, ha- we have we have a little practice, a little formal tradition when we kick shit off. We have yeah. a two part question for you. Okay. Um, and in this time and define time, however you will, okay. this day, hour, season, lifetime. Yeah. How is the world treating you, and how are you treating the world? Wow. All right. First and foremost. Uh, it's fucked up. We you invite us in your house and we ask you questions like that. You know what I mean, they're like, first off, leave. Um, uh, uh, man. You can't storm out of the interview. It's your house, right? You know I mean? And that's where I fucked up. Yeah, I should have yeah, known. Yeah. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm not gonna be on here talking. That's not my style. But you, y'all know what's up, and I'm very thankful. Yeah, thank you for having me, and um, and just for the kind words, and just know it's it's reciprocated to the highest degree. Yeah, truly, man. Truly. I, I really um, love you. We 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 have a practice on here of gassing people up. Up and I and I really take that take that burden, <laughs> and, and it's going to be throughout. But but I truly love and, and respect you and feel like I know I'm a better person Man. because I've known you. That's why I way. love you too. You bro. know, you, I, I you, can't wait to say. I'm yeah, like, damn, I, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk up. through it. Yeah, we we'll, we we'll we'll you, you know we know. what we do is usually talk about people's works and their story. But yeah. I think with you, we're also just gonna talk about world, yeah, and and life, life shit. Uh, and, and and go all over the place. So cool. so just good to to see you man and, yeah. and i'm gonna i'm gonna be affirming you throughout this so just be prepared to like <laughs> take that gas yeah i know it could be uncomfortable sometimes but but no, it, i'm receiving it, it, it needs to be done <laughs> 2020 is open it's imperative so kiss i'm gonna go ahead and like throw it to you let's yeah. wow yeah, yeah you've yeah, never thrown nothing i've never thrown it to you before <laughs> i'm throwing it to you let's get this show going so i think i know where i want to start tight you know we don't know each other personally i know your music i know the webs that connect us yeah and I think my impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you're a person similarly to the two of us who your brain goes nonstop. Is that true? Uh, it like is, the, the wheel just keep the hamster wheels going. It's so true. <laughs> and also, I really, full transparency, I almost have like a, a, a complex where I feel like I'm scared it's not moving fast enough. Mm. And so not only if I am honest and just sort of trying to be objective, probably the answer is yes, my mm. mind is always going. But the full transparency is I'm always mushing. I'm cracking the whip <laughs> on my own mind to mm. move faster afraid anxious that it's not moving fast enough Hmm. Um, what does that mush look like uh 
sometimes it looks like obsessively categorizing and chronicling everything. <laughs> um, there's this practice of keeping common books Ooh. that has long been a thing since 1600s motherfuckers who had access to writing tools. What is a common book? A common book was basically an expanded journal or diary, mm -hmm. that expansion being not just for thoughts, but happenings, observations, how I built this deck, how I was able to get the perfect souffle, which way you want to go if you want to see the flowers bloom in the spring, mm. what time to go. It's like a, an experiential life manual. Right, type of right. Mm. And so I kind of have been keeping that practice on the lowest because <laughs> I'm so, I'm almost obsessive about being able to like fully experience every single thought. Like, oh damn, I should have paid attention to the way the green was, da -da 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 -da. Mm. I should write it down. Oh, I should think, oh man, that, uh, uh, and so. But is it the experiencing of it or the or the chronicling of it that feels compulsive? Oh man, I think it's the, the chronicling. Yeah. The chronicling feels like I'm going to miss this. I'm missing mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm aware of how much I can't be aware of everything I'm missing. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm just like, damn, maybe if I push myself to experience more, write more down, go more places, see more things, make more lists. I make tons and tons of lists. And I was going through my notes on my phone or whatever um, and on my laptop. And I was just trying to put everything into folders, get organized. Over the last two days, I've been doing that as I've worked on these other projects. And I realized how many times I have a one folder just called random lists, <laughs> which says two things. <laughs> I literally was like, yeah, all these random, I have thousands of notes and all these random lists I should keep. That's a really funny oxymoron. <laughs> List and random. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like I, it's. So just some ad hoc organization. <laughs> it's always, it's just, and I realized it wasn't until I've been doing this in the past two days where I'm like, oh, I really be making almost compulsively just make lists. Mm. And then I also have a section that's just like venting and reflection, which is also a section that is surprisingly inflated amongst maybe like close to 20 different folders. Mm -hmm. where it's like I got songs and raps and story ideas and actual notes for any time I'm taking notes on something. Mm -hmm. I got recipes. I got health and body folder. I got all these folders. And some of the surprise of organizing, and I still got like 500 more notes to organize, was just like, oh, I'd be venting and reflecting just at all the yeah. time. Mm -hmm. How often I just like go to writing to do that. Mm -hmm. So constantly pressing myself to do more. Mm -hmm. um, and then also to be very worldly, I think, mm -hmm. is a preoccupation of mine. Like to be the kind of man who, when he sits with his legs crossed, you can tell there should be a cigarette and like a strange <laughs> accent. You know what I mean? And whatever I got to do to earn that, I'm You're somehow You're trying to be esoteric. That, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm somehow in that. You're I'm striving like, for it to be esoteric. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Let, let's, I want to come back to the worldly thing, but let's talk about the list a little more. Yeah. Is there any overlap between your list writing and your rap writing? Yes. What um, does that look like? It's not something I do all the time, but it is something I do frequent enough that it's a, a tactic I know I can use. So what it looks like is how I actually learned this from an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> shout out to the prompt shout out to the prompt you know um but i went in a bookstore and i just write down titles mm. just walk pretty like not <laughs> fast great. but like just kind of like whatever your eye catches write down that title and then i would do that for a set time like 10 minutes just write down every title 
And then I'll just have this long ass list of what feels like kind of interesting or strange ideas or mm. words or phrases. And then I'll pull from that and sort of slot it in or just use it to as a prompt to say, okay, I don't have words to start with, but I want to start with these. So it's um, almost like a found poem type of thing. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So sometimes uh, that's one of the ways I think it manifests. Also, maybe I'm good at categories. <laughs> maybe that's how I manifest in, in bars. Like I'm, hmm. I can be very good, I think, at honing in on an idea just because I'm always categorizing things and sort of placing them in different buckets. Um, or folders yeah or mm -hmm. folders or <laughs> files <laughs> yeah so coming from from kiss's question is is describing this like compulsive practice of thought and generating that i would think could sometimes be overwhelming right and like i think there are ways that we are similar in that but for me it feels debilitating but i, I feel like my perception is that it propels you towards being really active in the world and so you know daniel saying like this just being thinking all the time is what he sees of you what, what i see is also just like a a, a graceful courage um of how you like can move through the world because being that thoughtful also means that you're very self-aware you have to be very sensitive to like people's perception of you 100%, and criticism 100%. uh but you are like you are a man of the world or at least of the nation. That's why, yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you may, you know, you're you a man of the world, the like the World Series. In the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but, you, but you move through spaces in a way that that does not seem to be inhibited. There is like a fearless courage that I that I see or receive <laughs> in terms of how you move through the world and interact with people in a way to like connect and put yourself out there in a way that could be very hard for someone so thoughtful, right? Like I, I usually, am, my perception of thoughtful is like being very careful, very calculated. Yeah, if you're self-aware, that means yeah. you know all the ways you could yeah, be rejected. Yeah, 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 but, 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 but <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of this is maybe just perception. So I, I want to hear like how it feels to hear that or how that lines up with your reality and for what parts of it seems true. Like where do you feel that the seeds of what I see as such a, a graceful courage come from? Um, Man. Ooh, you said gas up, but this ain't gas. This, <laughs> That's this, a fill up. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is nuclear yeah. power. <laughs> no, I, I promise I'm going to get, the moon I'm gonna get past just showering you with my love and admiration, um. but, but it's a point. That's the second um, half of the show. Yeah, right. Wait till uh, he starts critiquing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the part what I'm really here <laughs> yeah. for. That's, from, um, that's where the love comes from. Um, what is strange about hearing that is just being read, just being seen. You know, I feel real seen in ways that I'm often not told certainly probably i am seen and the the arrogance of me and the scorpio of me want to be like <laughs> damn don't nobody can't nobody see me you <laughs> know what I mean? but i know that even when it's not said i am seen um but to have it vocalized and then with such clarity and sort of succinct and just it kind of just leaves me like damn i mean yeah right like i i almost want to to say no mm. to try to hide Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, it is like no, no, that's not me. But <laughs> but it it is. I I'm incredibly <laughs> sensitive, and critique is hard, and yet I almost seek it out. There's some masochistic <laughs> enjoyment that it's like I critique myself so much. It's almost like I'm doing it so that no one else can. Mm. You know, like it's I'm like ahead if I make it. the point first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no one can 
can do that thing. But to that point, it's like also like the courage of just like walking in a room where you don't know the people and being like, "Hey guys, yeah, where did? How, why do you have that confidence? That's a terrifying thing to do." Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> Some of it is that I'm in my heart, I'm a performer, and I'm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it lacks genuineness yeah, for yeah, for me yeah, even. Yeah. I recognize that I'm able to perform, but really what it is, I'm avoiding the real answer because the real answer draws back to the the thing I wanted to rabbit hole about, which is, it's partly religion. It's my upbringing. Um, In what way? I'm still just a really big fan of Jesus as a, (laughs) as a, like, just as a, like, I grew up really, really Christian. Like super Christian. How Christian was he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how Christian was we? Uh, when the Illuminati shit came out, uh-huh. there were DVDs that was going around of this black ball man who I can't remember no more. When the Illuminati dropped. <laughs> and he was breaking down all the ways that all the new rappers was actually evil and shit. And like these videos went through all the Christian homes. Like if you didn't have these going around, you wasn't really Christian. Did you see one where it was That's about Wu-Tang? fascinating. There was some I went to my yeah. grandma's church and it was like a Thursday night or some shit. Yeah. And in a Bible study, they did like a hip hop is demonic. It was Wu Tang, it was Erica Badu, it yeah. was Jay Z, it was DMX, yeah. it was all these people. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of, there's just so much like good Christian lore from yeah. like the 90s to early 2000s. Like, <laughs> bro, y'all don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I got a lot of, I was maybe a little oddly into it. In mm-hmm. terms of the study, in terms of like just consuming text, memorize, I would memorize shit. I would do my own studies. It got to a mm-hmm. point where I would just like, I'm going to just study this book just because. And Did you see yourself like becoming a pastor? I never wanted to be a pastor. Uh-huh. I always told my mom, who I think encouraged it, my dad, because I was just like, that's the one thing they were just like, cool. You know, like <laughs> everything else uh, they loved and cared about. But that was like, all right. Yeah, he's, but it's like a safe space to channel your passion, your, yeah. your um, inquisitive. Cool. The same way, like all those, you think like Michelangelo didn't want to paint something that wasn't Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, hundred like percent. He could paint other things just <laughs> right, as well right. as Jesus, <laughs> but that was right. what it was cool to paint. Right, that, exactly. That was what you could get paid to paint. Yeah, that was what like that's everyone where the be approval like, would come from. Exactly. It's like rapping about drug dealing. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You think like they couldn't rap just as well about something else? Yeah. 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 But you know where you know where the love is. You know. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think that was that was part of it, but. But part of it was really self-driven. I think the long and short of what I'm trying to say is I got a lot of things that I'm trying to grapple with still to this day that have to do with my upbringing and faith and religion and all of that shit. But I really came up in terms of like, I got blessed to learn about principles and ideas around grace and forgiveness and Hmm. and bravery. Mm -hmm. When I talk about just really like (laughs) Jesus being the homie, (laughs) like the dude what i really mean to say is the same way i valorize someone like robin williams or i have all these heroes i feel like for me like christ was my first or one of my first heroes Mm -hmm. and the bravery the the sheer i'm finna take on the worldness something about that was really compelling for Mm -hmm. me it was just like damn it felt so noble yeah it felt so so brave to be like, I'm going to stand up for this thing I believe in and I know I'm going to die for it. Hmm. The reason is because, like I said, I politicized at an early age. So 
this is going hand in hand with what I'm learning about black people. That's what I was going to ask. And so I'm like, well, shit, everybody who's a a black hero to me is doing this same thing. They go out into the world and exist knowing it's an L. Right. Yeah. Okay, bet, run it. I'm still yeah. going to do I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to push. I'm still going to call you out. I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to whatever the fuck. that are impossible. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. What? Yeah, What's up? Man. And I know it's an L. Yeah, you, you are my soulmate. Because like, this is something I've been talking <laughs> yeah. about a lot. Like last like three to four months is I, I've started explicitly naming black liberation and or the black radical tradition as like my faith. <laughs> You know, like, we're, we're, <laughs> and, and, wow. and, and and something that's that's been valuable in acknowledging that is through that, I can still access religion yep. when and if I need to, yep. because, because that's liberation has thing. happened in all theological tra- traditions, wow. right? So wow. if we then expand it to to not be about you know Abrahamic text, but saying that these things are a part of or deployed in this larger spiritual context that you can use mythology if you want or yeah. we can use yeah. like historicity and, and and you know and political resistance but that, it, that it, it avoids so many of the useless conversations about it yeah, yeah. like did this ha- really happen did this not yeah. is there this yeah. that is yeah. it? like you just skip over all yeah. that and, which and, is perfect and That's a lot of it <laughs> came from this came from because i think even more than you i grew up christian but not like as hella devout, but but yeah. immersed the way yeah, immersed. immersed the way yeah. you dragged up the sea, let everyone know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there's like a level of like I grew up crying, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean, like we didn't know what that sea was gonna be, you know, because <laughs> you know th- there was probably like a year where I was going every Sunday type yep. shit, you yep. know, my grandma like my dad has a joke like she has keys to the church mm. type shit, so <laughs> yeah. even though she wasn't like I wasn't going to my grandma's church all yeah. the time, uh, but the point I make is like on the show, and I think even from differently we, we we've been trying to find this nuanced, complicated relationship to the value of all these. There's there's obviously something real there, right? And so I I, I'm, I was about to do a whole soliloquy, but I just want to get into where I know you said it's pertinent for you of you named it as like an envy for folks who are still oh, upholding yeah. or identified as, as, as Christian. And so, yeah. you know, talk about one, what pushed you away. Yeah. And then what about the, the distance and that you are intrigued by in terms of having reconnection or pulling what you yeah. need from it. Yeah. Cause like even that bar you have, um, you know it, uh, you at the bar about like everybody watches zeitgeist. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Even that. I, yeah. What's I was, the, what's the bar for those at home who um, aren't as diligent in their streaming? Lord have mercy. Let us find it. Um, <laughs> uh, something, something rap, rap words are said. <laughs> and then I get to, uh, I can't remember the song. Hold it's from on. the new one, but but word. So that was a sloppy question, but I think you get like no. But I mean, it, with it, yeah. it makes sense. And but even just like I just want to acknowledge like the idea of black uh, liberation or as faith uh, is is radical and innovative and sort of. I hope it, whoever listens, listeners, that y'all just sit with it that's like a, what that what a fucking idea you know what i mean like are y'all because <laughs> i'm sitting here floored um <laughs> they ask me questions i'm like where, where you holding church brother um but but funny enough at the, at the organizing meeting that's right. what he's saying um, right but trying that to part. transform the, the those i think i've like because i facilitate and kind of MC in mm. like a political organizing space yeah and and have the mic and have the stage of like 
and because it comes so close out of like the prophetic tradition yeah. of like taking on that legacy right. responsibility and not and then for a moment there was like oh let me keep that at bay right because there's so many contradictions yeah. in it, particularly for for men within patriarchy right. occupying that space right but now knowing that there's a void yeah in our radicality mm -hmm. um and there's a disconnect and there's we we, we need a, a deeper human level so trying to just provide that for people right without having any context to yeah. like to, to shape it and <laughs> yeah. it's like no let me just like dive Do this shit. Yeah. all the way into it yeah. you know and like yeah. and stop because that's what it has been like the, that's why I, I, I will read something about you know the freedom movement about ella yeah. baker about yeah. whoever with the same diligence and right. and impact of somebody reading the bible yeah. like, <laughs> what was yeah. it we said recently it's like if you read the bible like 30 years after it was written. <laughs> right. Like, that shit was out super hot. <laughs> Yo, this shit, this is what they talk about in here. So check this out, right? Uh, this yeah. idea of forgiveness. Like, no, nah, it really would, it would go crazy. Um, yeah. I think, damn, that y'all are just saying heavy things that I, I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. They have enough weight, rather, to in all the flow and waves of thoughts I have to sit through the fury of all the thoughts and they'll yeah. still be there because mm -hmm. they so, have so much meat. To but what, what was the envy piece? Um, so the envy thing is is sort of centered around, um, I'm envious of Christians in that not only does it work out for them <laughs> <laughs> always, um, but that they have such a supporting cast the conglomerate that is Christendom is so large and so vast mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it's not hard to believe it because there's so many people believing it. And there's so many people almost like gassing you up within it yeah. to mm -hmm. be like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, but also I think, it, I think it really is. I mean, I can say jokingly like, Oh, that everything works out, but truly talking to friends who still, sort of in, in more traditional ways walk out that faith it's like man just put god first and uh um you know um, god's gonna put you through it's just they have an entire psychology around how it all works out they have an entire paradigm of the world where everything works out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that's insane yeah nothing about that resonates to me yeah it is extremely obtuse, ridiculous, and privileged to me <laughs> to be like, everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, it doesn't. Yeah. No. And is, that it all happens for a reason. This right. is exactly how it's supposed to be. Right. Or or that, yes, it works out, but then changing what workout means and removing and stripping the idea yeah. that it, it means that things went well. Right. Mm. Yeah, everything works out as in like what's going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't know if that's that's different than um I failed a test at school and God used that to XYZ XYZ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um one of the things I thought was insane cuz another rabbit hole I have all these poems I've written that I don't know what to do with about Dylan Roof and about the massacre at mm. um Emmanuel and um in Charleston and one of the things that I, I thought was crazy that I kind of came across in studying and and going deep in the rabbit hole of the right and just like fucking online radicalism and all of this shit I'm doing all this studying and going to 4chan and 8chan and uh 4488 rising I'm just learning all this shit about all the secret ways these motherfuckers be moving through the world and 
I thought it was so crazy. I came across uh, a guy in my grad school program in Michigan who, mind you, I'm in Detroit, but he's a Michigan dude. And we just have a heart to heart. He's like a really sweet white dude, but he's just like, keep it a buck. Like they're members of my family who are very Christian and they believe that Trump got elected because God knew uh, that Mike Pence wouldn't get elected in a wicked nation and used Trump almost like a parasite that he could ride, a host that he could ride in on. Like a, a Trojan horse. Right. And I just thought, y'all motherfuckers, it always works. The logical out. gymnastics the of that. Gymnast- right? The gymnastic, <laughs> the fucking stretch, yeah, the reach yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And what it really is, is myth making, right? Yes. It's taking the reality and forming a story of it that benefits the way you see yourself and the way you see the world, as opposed to trying to make sense of the world based off what's happening and then be like, huh, what's happening here? It's This is all evidence right. for our plan and for us being right. Right. Yeah. And it, and it connects to this other I try to do a good job of citing shit on here, but yeah. I, I'll be forgetting. But I, I, I think it's from the bogs, and I'm gonna play safe and just give them the credit if, if, if nobody else. But just like the, the part of the weight of using the word struggle for folks who are focused on like liberatory things, particularly yeah. like post-colonial liberation, yeah. is we have to create a new right, which right. is a, a burden. And, and an exercise yeah. and so the advantage of conservatism not just like in the partisan like republican right wing idea but the idea of being able to conserve something that is old mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. what we are for is what was yeah. and there there is no space for new truth right so that means i don't have to think of nothing new right, right. like i am only following what was there and what we have to do is like analyze every new reality new result yeah. to try to create a new text a new canon a new a new law right, right. and just like how much work that is while trying to survive while yeah. trying to thrive while just trying to find happiness and right. fucking make sure we like eating and getting sleep and exercise but the good news is is that people have been doing that for so right so that that there are people who have done that future building yeah right. and that's not conservative it wasn't conservative when they did it and it's still not conservative right yeah it's this thing we've been talking about and this is turning into a shameless plug for our web special but this idea of like people have gotten to the future before yeah we've had so many moments in the past where people were living in the future yeah like the move house was in the future facts all of these reconstruction like, was the yeah. future, was the yeah. future. Yeah. it's yeah. just Still already it was just yeah you know disproportionately distributed right and then destroyed but it it existed it's real mm. you don't have to hold tight to it the same way that they like yes that's a a privilege mm-hmm. Or but an advantage, I would say. Or an advantage, but it's also um, a straitjacket. A limitation. Right. Because right. if you're trying to do the same shit and that shit is broke, you're just going to keep having a broken system. Right. <laughs> and you're never going right. to produce a James Baldwin. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And, but the other thing, too, Part is, of why can, art by conservatives is a, usually pretty trash. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a polemic. It's, it's like you're gathering all the people who already believe what you believe, and you're just saying the thing that rouses them, and so it makes for really bad art. And that's, you know, we don't talk about, no one's over the dinner table talking about 12 years of slave afterwards because we know that already. You know what I mean? We are, yep, bad. And everyone feels that good dose of guilt for, you know, and that's the penance you pay for those two, three hours. And, you know, every movie we can get with Viola Snot and Lupita's <laughs> Tear as the feature stars, like, we love it, right? But it don't, 
it's not really <laughs> functioning to me as meaningful art. Viola Snot needs its own agent. Viola Snot like, got its own yeah, agent. I'm it's here to tell IMDb you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, own residual account. It's doing its own thing. Like she's thriving on her own. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. she, <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to go over here and do what's the, what's the uh, how to get away with murder. Like, right. You have a little hiatus. You, <laughs> yeah, know, what you, know, okay. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get us some bread. So let's talk. I want to talk about your art making more. Or, okay. Because you're one of my favorite rappers. Whoa. Um, That's nuts. <laughs> it's no, like you're, you're, factually true. You're in one my of brain, the... no one listens to my rap music. In my head. So, <laughs> no, I know that feeling. Yeah. I feel like no one listens to the podcast. But yeah. people do. Yeah. For me, even um, beyond music, just like in space, like you're one of the, the best rappers that I've known. Wow, that that's nice. And love. part of what comes across is like a deep love of the form and the practice what is it about rap that makes you feel good, makes you feel free, makes you feel open, makes you feel like I love that full. shit, y'all. <laughs> I love that shit. And yeah. it feels, it feels like some fucking curse to love it. I love it though. Why is it a curse? You set me up for follow-up questions so well. I, 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 <laughs> I think loving rap is a curse partly because of my timing. I think rap is about to... It's it is changing, mm. and I don't know where I am in that change. Mm. <laughs> um, I loved Dolomite so much, the film Eddie Murphy yeah. just put yeah, out, yeah, yeah. because I think he perfectly captured that same idea that um, what's homie's name who made Outlier, Malcolm um, Gladwell. That Gladwell talks about in in, in Outlier, which is like. You got to be a part of this specific yeah. portion of people at this specific time. Like at the front of the time. The, right. The earliest possible to be part of the thing. Yep. Is, to reap the most. Yeah. And to be the most likely. And the further you get away from that moment, the less likely you are to sort of be able to be a part of that zeitgeist or that movement or moment. And so in a lot of ways, I think I feel like rap is a curse just because I'm, I'm like, damn, I'm old. And the kind of ways that I love language functioning in rap is not ever going to be, we've, we are past that kind of appreciation hmm. for rap. We appreciated the acrobats of lyric more in the past and we will never appreciate it as much now. Hmm. That you mean could, like culturally? Culturally, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're still going to find weirdos like us you're right right yeah all of like <laughs> us literally three <laughs> um but i don't know if that's true because also the blinders of sort of culture now has been co-opted culture isn't even culture no more so so all that's outside the studio though what yeah, is it about rapping okay. that you um love? for me man i i just fell in love with the ways Words function. <laughs> um, I fell in love with the ways that meaning and and sort of logos, the word can do so fucking much. Yeah. It can do so much to me. When did that open up for you? Funny enough, like as a young kid, I could not read uh, at all. So it really opened up around like sixth grade. I did love rap then. But I didn't love language and mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't fuck with reading. I didn't I was like, boy, this shit is for somebody, not me. <laughs> for the birds. But I think what happened what I wrote some poems in the ninth grade and there was just nobody to tell me they were bad. 
<laughs> there was no one reading them, so I was super into them. <laughs> and then I was I was writing what incited that then? The the poetry? Yeah, who who what pushed it to? Um what's so strange is I really don't remember. I remember who got me wanting to write at all, which was actually this is going to be the most nerd ass head ass answer, but Christopher Paolini who wrote Aragon. Okay. Um I was big into the sci-fi. Aragon's like a Fantasy. series of YA fantasy yeah. Yeah. novels. And Christopher Paolini was, this could all be false now, but I believe he was 15 when he started the book mm. and 19 when he finished it. Mm. And I remember reading that and I was about 13. Okay. And I was just like on Time his to get head. to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was instantly like, <laughs> oh, which is even saying that now, it's just like, what were you on? Like what drugs didn't you, should you have been on? Um <laughs> So so that's when I, I I literally tried to start writing my first novel. I was, was reading so much. I don't I don't even remember. Um, but it was definitely on some like dragons and angels and you know what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, I gotta create a whole series of worlds. My imagination was so yeah. um engaged. Mm-hmm. The only other time my imagination was that engaged was when I was watching movies mm-hmm. um or listening to music. Yeah. And I didn't know it like I know it now, but I enjoyed letting my mind put in reps, you know, Hmm. like for me, that was reading was like finishing a book and then getting it done in shorter and shorter and shorter amount of time. Totally with you. I mean, I'm running through shit in two days, big, thick things. I'm running through the things, you know what I'm saying? Day (laughs) and a half. I got kicked out of summer school, ninth grade year, because I would get in class and I would just open, I would crack open that Harry Potter. I would crack open that motherfucking uh, Lord of the Rings, or I would crack open whoever, fucking Ptolemy's Eye or some shit. And I would just read, 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 read in the back. And the teacher would be like, yo, you can't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> um, have my hood on. I'm slouched. Don't take my backpack off. I'm one of them kids. Um, and you know, I don't know why that pisses off teachers so much. <laughs> they hate, they hate when you keep your how backpack dare, on. They also like, like, how dare you learn from something else? <laughs> right. You know, but I'm so I'm in the class. And uh, how many times did you read Harry Potter? Sorry to interrupt. Maybe only twice. Okay, because I'm the, I'm I'm the kind of dude who I, I'm like, I gotta get through a lot. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. a lot to read. <laughs> yeah. One of my most prized books is Philip Pullman's Ooh. His Dark Materials. I think yeah. that's one of the that's Did one of the things. Nah. Um, that's one of the books I would say pushed me, sort of wiggled me away from my conventional thoughts around Christianity. The villain um, in those books is literally God. Yeah, like oh. they, they they battle God. And it sounds, it, I don't know how it's, but, but hearing even that, like when I was a kid, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm reading it and I'm just like, it's, it's kind of, it's really not a child's book. No, yeah. those books are incredible. Um, They're incredible. And they're, oh, they're really the science it explores and the ideas and the moral quandaries and the, all this shit is so incredible. Um, You're going through different worlds and blah, 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 So blah, they have blah. this knife that can cut th- between dimensions. Oh, damn. So you just like. Uh, the second one's called the subtle night. Literally, like just slice the existence as a way to move between them and then patch it up. But you can't slice too many times, or else it gets worn out. It's yeah. It's, it's, they made a movie yet? There's a there's an there's HBO a bad series, movie, right? There's a bad and movie. There's a HBO series, which I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't What's seen the series. What's uh, called? His dark materials. Dark materials. Yeah. yeah. It's like newish kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's because I don't. They got like all the polar bear. Yeah. 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 And the Okay. Okay. Who I just don't like watching act. Yeah, I'm not a fan. 
Shout out to Lynn. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not a fan of his. You acting. can't say you're not a fan and then shout him out. No, sure I can. have to. I have to because <laughs> because uh, he's still working. And and part of me being able to, I was explaining to someone today, like I only know where I exist as a point because there are other points that give me context. Mm-hmm. And so I know what I don't like in part because what I don't like exists. Yeah. And so shout out to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I fuck, I fuck with that. Um, long story short, I got kicked out of summer school. Yeah. Uh, cause I was reading in the back. My dad told me if you don't get back in summer school, boy, I'm gonna break you, which was some of the scariest shit I ever heard. Got <laughs> back in summer school. That was because I was reading and I became a very voracious reader at an early age. And it was a way to escape. It was a way to put that social anxiety I had into a world where I got to watch crazy shit happen. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's part like that of be, the word shit. Be really building up like my, my burgeoning school abolitionist because mm. it's like how do you say out loud i kicked somebody out of school for reading yeah <laughs> and, and what it was was like i kicked someone out of school for not obeying right me which right. then it becomes about obedience and right. it becomes about it's not about learn it was never yeah. about learning right it was about breaking me to mm. the will and whim of of the school system or whatever, the yeah. classroom, etiquette or whatever. I was literally in the back minding my own damn business. <laughs> and one step further, what I would do is I would finish the work hella fast. Mm, right. So it wasn't even like I wasn't doing the work. Mm. I would come in the class and just my, just crank out work at speeds that teachers thought like he can't have done it. And more times than I want to admit, I've had, I had teachers just kind of confront me on some, did you really do this? Is this your work? How could you be finished? Show me. Like, and I just, again, at that time, I just show him. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, see? Mm. And thinking, and now thinking back, he's like, damn, I really had teachers calling me a liar because I was performing more. Because you were capable. Yeah, because I was capable. (laughs) Um, So I think like, that's one part of it, right? right? The other part, of of the rap shit, truly, because I, I know I dance around the question, but I, I really want to answer yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You might see me walking. You might see me jogging. You might see me walking a dead Rottweiler dog with his head chopped off in the park with a spike collar hollering at him because the son of a bitch won't quit barking. That's that Marshall Mathers shit. <laughs> and I remember I found that tape and one of my older brothers, like we had the big weird boom box with all the colors, mm. neon lights coming out and shit. And I just had randomly pressed play and that shit was in there. What song is that from? That's uh, that's from Marshall Mathers LP. I think that's literally the song is called Marshall Mathers. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm. I can't remember the whole shit, but I know that beginning. Yeah. It was just like, oh my god, this is the craziest shit. Yeah. And even before then, like Mo Money Mo Problems, which is on my list of ten best. We'll get to you in a second. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Songs ever was the first rap song I memorized. We, my mom had a worked in computers she still does but early in the 90s and shit so we had a printer at the crib and back then the printer paper had the perforated Mm -hmm. paper on the Mm -hmm. sides we printed out more money more problems i got three older siblings i'm the youngest of four everybody had a part and we sitting here mind you i can't read back then but (laughs) i remember seeing the words on the paper i remember like you know what i'm saying hearing mace world hearing puff hearing you know what i'm saying and just being like yo this shit is amazing and having all these moments with music that I just thought like this is the best thing ever we weren't allowed to listen to rap because of how Mm -hmm. Christian our home was 
when my <laughs> they parents, went out, they went to church on Thursday. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, my dad is done. a deacon to this day. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pops. Shout like out to Pops. my mom working, she count the money. She Shout do the she, mom. you know what I'm saying? She did A V work. She yeah, they yeah. be on it. Yeah. And their record of service is just like whatever you might want to say, it's like my parents serve people. Mm-hmm. And that shit is beautiful. Yeah. So again, the sort of the courage, the the lessons I learned, yeah. how I was blessed from those things and how I was able to integrate them and sort of it made for, I think, an interesting character. But uh, my parents would leave. I remember this. We were three. I was three at the time, maybe four. And I know that because the house we lived in and uh, the garage door, you, you listen for it. It was down. They drive away. And the first rap song I ever heard in my life, Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. <laughs> and it was... It was like what it was. I can liken it to is the scene in Mrs. Doubtfire, where that first party scene where Robin Williams is with his kids and he's supposed to. They supposed to be doing like a quiet birthday, mm-hmm. and moms get home and it's a fucking donkey in the motherfucking. <laughs> it's a big ass cake. Kids are jumping, jump around. You know what I'm saying? It's hella shit. And that's what it would be like. My parents would leave and we would cut on. This is how you do. And we would just be like, hey. that is the partiest, the party scene. You know, yeah, yeah. and we just would, and it I, still is that song. It though. still yeah. is. And so, I, as early as then, rap music was some shit I fucked with. Um, so it was like moving made you move and it was like the subversion thing also of like claiming your own space yeah 100% and then I think what it really became was space to flex and play with language yeah I just started to really love what words could do I started to confront how words we give them meaning and purpose and power and value and they don't have it without us so I'm hearing you know, some somewhere you get introduced to poetry and like literature at large, mm-hmm. right? So like these these fantasy fiction works, you like starting to see yourself to, as an author and, yeah. and all of that. And then obviously just like this intellect was forming and, and building. Yeah. But at what point? And then also on the other end, from a receiving like falling in love with this form yeah. and this like radical underground, yeah. you know, seed was planted. Uh, but when did you start to see yourself like in the craft? When did you start to put pen to paper past like experimenting of like, yeah. oh, I feel accomplished. accomplished. And this is something I want to like Man. continue growing. Like Shit. I'm not, I'm not it yet, but yeah. like where does the, the trajectory start? It got a bit more formal in my senior year of high school. I had written some raps in 10th grade, and I, I know because that was when it happened, 10th grade, summer school. Again, summer school was a very special <laughs> sort of transformative space for me because I was always there. Very bad student, high aptitude, low, whatever the fuck, because mm-hmm. fuck school. Um, sorry, y'all, but- you know, No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. You know that, that great uh, Hannibal joke about the Tyler song that goes, kill people, burn shit, fuck school? No. He's like- each one of these seems to be getting less and less extreme. <laughs> the next was like, don't pay your meter. All right. Yeah. Hey, we gonna, uh, we gonna, I don't even have some funny shit. To um, but I fuck with that. that that's that's 100%. Um, <laughs> fuck school. Right. Um, that shit is, it is a big fuck school for me, which is great. I was a teacher. I was a college mm-hmm. professor for a time. Where'd you teach college? Uh, Wayne State University. Okay. Shout out Wayne State. Shout out to Wayne. What were you um, teaching? English. And I fucking hated it. <laughs> I felt like I was back. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I got to quit. <laughs> uh, in 10th grade, I wrote some raps. But in 12th grade, and I would, I would, we would have battles. I was like, you could still, you could search on YouTube, like Deer Valley High, 
rap battles and some shit will come up. And uh, I would sit on the edges of the battles and I just remember being like, damn, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of some bars. Oh, I would have said this, but I didn't have the bravery. I wasn't ready yet. Uh, I switched schools a lot in high school and, and in my senior year. I met this dude named Chris. He goes by Critter, and we're still good friends to this day. He was the first dude I met who had a studio. And a mutual friend of ours had introduced me to him. And he was like, man, I heard you do poetry, like some crazy. By then, I was deep in the spoken word already. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and had like grown a lot. I had been to millions of open mics. Yeah. You you did um you did Brave New Voices? I did Brave New Voices. Okay, right, 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 uh, right. I did Youth Speaks out in the Bay, all of that shit. And so... <laughs> the trend back then was, you know, you get a poet to do your intro. <laughs> you guarantee, you guarantee oh, got heat for the streets. You <laughs> oh, know what I'm saying? So, so funny. My boy Critter was like, hey man, you know, I need an intro. You like do that come. poetry yeah, shit. Yeah, you, you know, I heard you. Uh, so I heard you, uh, you uh, your shit kind of, you know, you one of them deep. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind of shit that was. That's just was Malik happening. Yusuf messing it up for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's fucking like Malik. Um, He's post JIV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like, okay, I have to do that um, that's so funny but i got over to chris house and that's like objectifying the same way like we need a like when people are like we need a female on the hook yeah it's like we need yeah. a poet on the intro <laughs> we need a poet on this intro maybe a poet on the interlude uh-huh. the uh-huh. interlude poet also you know uh we thought it was cool you know <laughs> Shit, you know what i'm saying like um but but uh i just remember like getting over there and it was just like damn you you trying to rap on some shit? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, like, you know. And I, I remember thinking I had the deepest voice. It was the deepest voice at the time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sucks. Um, Wait, what do you mean? You heard it back and it I wasn't? heard it back and I was like, who the fuck yeah, yeah, is yeah, this yeah, yeah, evil yeah. nigga? Like, I was just, <laughs> who is this? That's when I was like, all right, I'm a rap. And that was probably 17, mm-hmm. 16, even mm-hmm. 16. And then from then, I was just like, all right, like, let's get it. So there's so much that we could build off of. I want to fast forward today yeah. to just that point of hearing your voice and it, it throwing you off or, or you thinking it sucked. Yeah. Just in being how technical and thoughtful you are when it comes to how you hear your voice, how you work to change your voice, how you grow your voice. What, what's your relationship to that and the recording process now? Um, and I'm sure you got all types of little technical ways that you were thinking about where and how you place your voice on tracks. Yeah, I didn't initially, but I got there from, uh, in part, going to, listening to a bunch of people. Obviously, it's so much to learn from just consuming other people's mm-hmm. work. And maybe consume is not the word. I've been feeling weird about the word consume. Something about it feels carnivorous that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, receiving. Receiving other people's work. Um and then also, um, even moving to Chicago was a really important time for me. So what years were you there? Uh, <laughs> it was just 2012. I right? was just there for 2012. I was there for such a short, God, you short, are a short mythical short motherfucker. Yeah, it was. Time. It was mythical. It <laughs> yeah. was. All right, yeah, let's the fuck what I just asked. Let's just, let's just <laughs> drop into that time. Because it was like... It was just, magical. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Good. I'm just glad that yeah. it was for you. Because like the, the impact still like lingers um and so for me it was just such a magical time i was like halfway through school mm-hmm. in 2012 mm-hmm. and that summer it was like almost like the first week i was back i think yeah. it was like your first week there yeah and we both got booked on like one of our first shows yep. in the city and that's yep. how we met and and you were like definitely 
a brother to for me that summer, but for everybody. Yeah. Though and I, I yeah. just watched you and had this admiration because you're like two, three years older than me, I think. Yeah. And I just had this admiration of damn, this nigga just like dropped out of nowhere from a different city and just like look at all the people that I've had or I'm, I'm gaining access to just like the way he just came in and just like living like an adult or not <laughs> or whatever he's doing or but he's not. figuring out how to live right. building community for himself and and impacting an already formed community so immediately it was like oh I'm what I'm 19 20 at the time like oh this is what a 22 23 year old or whatever however yeah, we were then, yeah. at that time like this is how to move I still haven't got there yeah but but that but yeah it's like just tell me the story from your perspective because it, it yeah. was definitely like um, prophetic in how you just came. And changed it. the art making of the people who were there after you left. Like the way people rap there is, and, and within this community is different because of that. That's, hey man, thanks. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't there. I showed up two years later and yeah. people were talking about you. That's wild to me. Because um, I say thanks because in part it's just like, I forget that. I think about how much I'm impacted. And I and almost like afraid my influences are too. I show them too much because they're all the people I was around. Um, but I had this weird fascination with Chicago, and part of it was sort of the rebellious nature in me. Um, I really didn't want to go to L.A. and I didn't want to go to New York, but I did want to be what L.A. and New York produces. I wanted to be an artist. This stupid movie, What Women Want, I think it was set in Chicago. <laughs> So so much of my life is just the Bill Gibson joint. Yeah, so much of my life is just random movies that I shouldn't have watched. But one thing in them this is the being best good. impact of Mel Gibson ever. That's the only. Yeah, you know I mean, so anyway, it was Thank it was shit Gibson. like that. I just remember, <laughs> like right. I just remember though it being set in Chicago. That's the only. I was just like, damn. That's so like here another good hit for Chicago. Like. <laughs> Like, you know, and there was shit before that. Like, I knew I fucked with the Midwest because I knew I loved um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was about to say that was a huge. Like a close. Is that something that you and Sab connect over? Very much so. That's just yeah. like, I really think we just members, like if they had like a Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> like ju- like junior, you know what I mean? Like a, I don't know, Bone Yard and school, school Yard and Harmony, some shit. We would have been a part of that. You <laughs> That's know what a mean? good name for a nonprofit. Um, right. Um, <laughs> That's like their, yeah, anyway. Uh, shout out, hey, holla at me if y'all need programming for y'all nonprofit. Um, but yeah, what was that Chicago time? What are, what are like a couple um, microcosms that stick with you, or, or what did that time mean to you? Chicago was the rebel place I could go to, and I fell in love with it when I was nineteen. Brave New Voices was in Chicago, and mm-hmm. it cemented it for me. That mm-hmm. was the first time I went to the city. I skated down Lakeshore. I, I was a big, big skater back then, like not good, good enough to like look like I'm good. <laughs> um, and I brought my longboard and my regular skateboard. And I, I was longboarding down Lakeshore at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. in the morning, like leaving this poetry festival and just like, fuck it. Like I'm going to see the city. And I loved it. I Like all my love for it that was in my brain was confirmed. So I'm like, I have to get back there. I'll skip the long story. I did take a train from California to Chicago. Yeah, right, um, like, this is some just, mythical. It is <laughs> some wild shit. Uh, I took a train. It was a fifty-six hour train or fifty-one or fifty-six hour train ride. I had a two or three bags with me. Packed, and not much of a plan. And not much of a plan. And I just, I just, it was just. I had some so admirable to me that I pressed up myself. Yep. Um, I had money that I got from my church from performing 
a poem called If I Were the Devil. And um, it, it went so crazy that they took up an offering for me after. <laughs> That's the ultimate standard. Oh, yeah, right. We're not passing the hat. And so they took up an offering and the bread that I got, I used as sort of the seed money to make this move to Chicago. Didn't have much of a plan really Brittany put me on. I kind of reached out to her, reached out to a few people I knew. From the like uh, slam, slam world. Yeah, from the slam world that I had met in 2009. So basically, I had what I did have was I had two shows. I had two feature sets. I had one at YCA and I had one at the library. The other, the show that we did was some shit yeah, at last like minute. Put yeah, together, it was yeah. last minute. So I had three shows and Brittany was like, you can stay on my floor for one week, nigga. <laughs> and that's it. And I was like, oh shit. Okay, thank you. And I literally had seven days to find a place and then ended up staying with Danny Koval. Shout out to my man. That's true. You um, were living with Danny. So I was like taking care of hella dogs for, for on the For the record, side. that's Kevin Koval's dad. Yeah. Um, which was its own <laughs> wild thing. It was so fucking crazy. All of that set up. Chicago, I know I'm bad. No, I'm, no, this I'm is sorry. great. This is All that set up, man. I got to, I did that first show at YCA. And I met Sab and Joe, and I think Fresh was there. And I remember Joe, if you know Joseph Chilean, <laughs> um, I could go into hey, a lot. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Hey. <laughs> uh, but it's the wave. Yeah. It's the floppy hand wave. Yeah. <laughs> and he waved like this at me from across oh, the that's street. that's so fucking funny. Um, and it's strange because you just as me it's so youthful it's so youthful yeah, yeah. but it's also not what I associate with blackness right yeah. and and and, ma- masculinity. and masculinity yeah, and, yeah. and and fucking none of that shit yeah, he just subverts it all so without trying no it's without not trying a, it's not a thing I just wave back the same way I had never waved like that before but my hand broke my whole yeah I was like hey you like started up staring yeah I'm like hey man like um and to this day he has a way of just like disarming yeah. so much yeah. of me yeah, 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 and yeah. just being you know so he makes that way and then I walk across the street and they're just like man this is really dope um you should come record with us and I'm like yeah that would be cool like I would be down yeah we live in Westside I have no understanding none of right. like west side south right, side right, 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 it's right. dangerous shot none of that yeah, should yeah. mean nothing to me I'm just kind of like bro I'm here guy got me bro I'm walking through <laughs> anything you know what I mean like I could walk through anything and if yeah, I'm supposed yeah. to again if this kind of courage coming from the like if I'm supposed to have this horrible thing happen you know damn tough titties you know what I mean like um <laughs> I cultivated a relationship with them that really happened, again, just how crazy the story was. Their cousin, John Doe, I met at the next thing I did at the library. And John Doe was like, hey, you should come record at the studio. And I was like, all right, I'm down. I'm not knowing anything really about her, about her cousin. Mm-hmm. We go off into this fucking adventure onto the west side of Chicago. I'm just fucking, who knows where <laughs> I'm at? We walk up to this house, go through this gate, and whose house do we walk in? Whose basement? But Sav and Joe. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this your cousin. Oh. <laughs> and that that was another sort of soul tie that I just made with that yeah. camp. Yeah. Where it was just like, oh, we're we have a complicated destiny and it is intertwined. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people who know your work find it through those collaborations. Too, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and um, some of that impact that we were talking about, I'm not saying that, you know, one is because of the other, but it does feel like tone, writing, intention, thoughtfulness, boisterousness wise, like 
y'all have, you know, you're in, con- you're in conversation, encourage, you're in yeah. conversation and um, intention. You're like in conversation with each other. Yeah. And so now that's like a multi-year relationship. Yeah. Um, what's something that surprises you about y'all's relationship with each other and about like where your respective crafts have gone? Before I answer that, mm-hmm. I do just want to say, I think it's important to to note that like the whole city was alive that year. <laughs> yeah. That summer everything felt magical. <laughs> that summer you were always in the right place at the right time. That summer everything felt possible. Yeah. Everybody was about to get on. Yeah. And it w- it just felt so true. That summer Chance was just doing 10 day. It was just picking up steam. That summer, every fucking person was a rapper who yeah, was yeah. young and people that might had be it. The, that might be the year Trees and Truth came out. So man. Yeah, yeah. yeah like know. that summer, I could go to the South Side and go kick it and also go to the West Side and go kick it. That summer, not just Sab's family, but the Kovals, then hella other families adopted me that summer i came into the city and immediately started organizing in my own (laughs) weird way i did this thing called the it games i bought a bunch of glow sticks and i had people come out and play tag at millennium park (laughs) at night with the glow sticks and we just played a big ass game of tag um that's some quality organizing yeah i mean and i was just like yeah what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna just throw cool fun shit and have people come out and we just all gonna like and i don't know why or what or how and it just kept snowballing. That summer, I walked the whole city with no name. That summer, I fell in love a bunch of different times mm. and destroyed a bunch of relationships because of that love. <laughs> that summer, I got threatened. That summer, I lost everything. That summer, I got scared. So much happened that it is important to like... Yeah. The shit people talk about when they say like, oh man, Nas, DMX, Jay-Z, Biggie, they all was in Brooklyn. They all mm. was the same school and motherfucking Buster Rhymes was there and everybody, <laughs> all that shit. That's how, it was that. Yeah. yeah, It was that. And then some. That being said, I think one of the things that's cool about my relationship with Sab, or even that's just surprising about it, is how much I've been able to just learn from how he works Mm. so 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 much of how he works how he approaches his work as an artist is something i didn't naturally have i approached it almost manic and compulsive and i think he does too but more structured and more clear-headed than i do so if you were to translate those lessons into like a workshop what would be like the three to five yeah takeaways um the workshop would be like <laughs> too many fucking workshops <laughs> yeah like the takeaway it would it would be like approach each idea as being the very best idea uh in fact the song we did west side together west side bound that first thing that kicked Ooh. off the west side bound shit I remember writing my verse and just hating the verse. And I couldn't even get through it. I, I wrote like a couple of bars and I was like, man, that's so whack. And Sab would just be like, boy, your ass trip. You know, he just got on my head. Uh, and and it you was two just- two excellent impressions so far, by the way. Oh man, I love voices, man. I love this man, Robin Williams, dude. He's truly, yeah, yeah. truly a hero to me. Um, but So that's one- Approach every idea, idea as if idea it's your like best idea. Like yeah. it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Approach every idea, idea like it's amazing. <laughs> file save, file new. 
<laughs> if you've ever really sessioned with that man, you know that that's like the pedagogy. <laughs> file save, file new. File save, Explain file that new. For people who don't. Um, when you're working in your digital audio workstation, you and your DAW, Ableton, Logic, whatever, you're opening a session, you're creating, you created the thing, save it and get out of there and make a new one. Oh, that's right? so great. It's so easy to make some shit and then to sit with it and listen to it a bunch of times and want to take it on a date and all. You know what I'm saying? Nah, <laughs> get that shit out of there. You know what I'm saying? You made it, save it, work on some new shit. I was so used to just like, I made this thing and now I'm going to marvel in it for the rest of the day. Mm. I'm going to just repeat it and play it over and think about it. And man, that was really crazy. And I was still creating, but he got me to sort of creating at a more prolific level hmm. or rate. Um, so I would say file safe, file new. Uh, believe that every idea you're working on is your best idea. And I think if there was another takeaway from sort of working with him, his dedication to positivity mm-hmm. is a real thing. Yeah. And not sort of a positivity that is naive. naive. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it is, it's, it understands that it's in the face of a great many things, yeah. but it still perseveres. And so the way that so much of what he does comes from a place of radical in spite of positivity yeah. is refreshing to be around. It is profound. It is encouraging. And it's a great reminder that it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. I recognize that as something he practices. Yeah. Um, so I think those were some of the key things. Yeah. Those are and, great, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then just on some rap shit, like <laughs> Sav had the best cadence. We all had our things that we were like, we felt mm-hmm. we knew Joe was just gonna say the wildest shit, yeah, and you was trying to catch the punchline. Yeah. Not gonna be able to catch the similes. <laughs> you weren't, and just the like the boldness, the similes. Sab had the craziest fucking cadences. Mm. No Name was the most just fucking poetic. poetic. Person. <laughs> uh, Def C was just the, just this motherfucker would churn out work. Work. It would just be like, how are you finished already? Uh, this motherfucker fresh had just the, every Southern wisdom, every bit of wisdom from every fucking tome of, of, Chicken grease, this man just had on deck. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Mellow just with the burly, like, okay, uh, this is the sexiest Barry White rapping <laughs> in the world. Truly, like truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also his um, and I think he 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 and like some of theirs overlap, but like he also had this this unorthodox way of smoothly making the switches of cadence in spots that it feels like it doesn't make yeah. sense to do, mm-hmm. but still making it work. And that's and, a yeah. hard thing to and, do. And, and, then, and then Walt just had like an exuberance. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Right. And, and also like a, <laughs> an enthusiasm towards being the motherfucker unafraid. Like Walt was yeah. going, Walt was what little baby and all of it. Mm-hmm. Walt was already like, bro, yeah. I'm not afraid to have fun and rap still. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So I think even the whole dinner with John shit became yeah. like, yo, I'm I'm about to create a whole personality. I'm about to create a whole eat the, a world. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that people can exist in when they enjoy my music, and that's some shit that I don't think any of us had done. Mm-hmm. None of us had really thought about that shit. We wasn't creating worlds. We wasn't creating a character bigger oh, than yeah, ourselves. Yeah, like. Yeah. We might have had name. I went by Halo back then and sat, and, you know, but we we weren't thinking of it as like these are components outside of what we do on the mic. Yeah. And I think Walt was. Um mm. 
what a cast of characters. Man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? And that's just, that's not room. including know, like Kevo and all the other, but that was yeah, when I was yeah, there, it was like yeah. we was we was in that thing. Like yeah. we was in that thing. Yeah, man. I, I, I want to stay in it this time just like a little bit more because, you know, like hearing you reflect on it and just always whenever like whenever we're able to reconnect and be in your presence is really validating for me, right? Because like I remember that time and I have like a little bit of a, almost like sad uh, like I, I miss it yeah right? like there's like man. a grieving for it that's one just like collective but I, I think also uh personally to the idea of like it being a muscle that you build up like just the the the, the insecurity or the, the 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 kind of um fraught relationship I've had with like developing my own artistry that I'm like now working to get on the other side of it's just really validating of like no nah, there was something really magical I had some place in and just yeah. like you are probably the person the most that like when i when i see or feels it, it just is a um like a retrospect yeah that is really weird. so i want to talk about one moment because it kind of like turned into your going away party uh the show we did yeah. at, at, at teatro luna i don't yeah. know if you if I, you I, remember, I that, but remember that but it, it, it's it's crazy if i say it out loud who all like performed there? Who was on the bill? And for some people, like for Sab, he said it was his first show. Yeah. But also, the, the, so b- b- before I do the lineup, the thing that I want to point out is like you were almost on everybody's set. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah yeah. Like like because and you had just got there right and you were about to leave already. Yeah. But like we ha- it, we it was way too long of a show. It was like way too many people performing. Yeah, it was. And everybody and it was like the highlight of the of their set is 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 bringing bit or at the time Halo up. So who who was there? Uh, so all of Pivot right. So that's yeah. that's I mean John Doe, Sab, and and them plus auxiliary like yeah. um, <laughs> Pivot and Co. All, all of um. <laughs> Well, at the time it was like Sky Mob, so yep. then that's like the the basis of On God, Green Slime, uh, No Name had a set, yep. Def C had a set, yep. Nate Marshall had a set, yep. uh, Lamar Jordan of the L Tab movie had a yep. set, yep. Angel Davenport. This yep. is a long ass concert. I have one important follow up question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there optional seating at this concert? Only for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. And, and, then, and, then, and then, you know, we, then we close it out. And so just thinking about that, like Fatima, like all of us in that room getting drunk off some shit, like some, some punch we made. Punch shit. <laughs> we called it Fool Aid or something. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was fully yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then like, and then you, you, then you left. So I just like, that moment like do you have recollection or memory of because it's, it's probably a fond one of my fondest moments that i don't probably like think back enough yeah or. that was one of the few moments where it felt like one or two things either i'm experiencing time in the way it's meant to be experienced for the first time <laughs> or or something has happened where it's it's sort of like we slipped into a space where we were outside of time for a second. Mm. The night was so long, <laughs> but in the best way. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was it was long in that it was like so many events. I went on a I went on a walk with Davenport randomly. We were chopping it up. I I had heart to hearts with everybody. Yeah. There was time to have drama. I <laughs> took phone calls. I performed a bunch. I worried about performing. I I like and you had time shit. to to walk and worry. Yeah, you know I mean <laughs> that's a long night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know how it was so much time. 
Hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think that that's what makes it feel so special to me is that there was enough time. Mm-hmm. There was enough time to talk to every. I didn't feel like I missed any inside jokes. I didn't feel like I missed a one performance. I didn't feel like I missed the person throwing up in the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't miss running out of punch. I didn't yeah. miss the cleanup. I didn't yeah. miss the setup. Yeah. I didn't miss the like, oh, we're going to go grab some food right mm. quick. We're going to leave the venue because it ain't popping yet and grab some food. It's like somehow I did that and stayed <laughs> at the same time. Like It was so yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you were transcendent. And it was just like, it was some shit that I had never, I never experienced. Like, yeah. man, yeah, that man, that was a wild summer. Yeah. Fuck with me, bro. Yeah. Hey. Uh. Woke up feeling like a monk in this bitch. Rich white folks think they in the monkey business. So I've been planning to go Asia on some planet. Other Asia look like Caesar with my nigga swerving on that Golden Gate Bridge. I'm a West Coast nigga. Yeah. I can never overstate it because we always underrated. Yes, I'm way too gratuitous for TV. I wade through the pool of Debbie. I know you heard that you can kill with kindness. I'm the nicest. I'm the flyest. For the brightest. Get some premium. No punches, but I'm pilot. Turning your neighbors say never they get in that weave on a fatigue. It's the brain food for the vegetables. Light work, 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 work. Light work, 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 work. Throw that ass in the tent. He's on you a pyramid. All these pyramids. Guess we all full of ancestors and blessings. And heaven is a line. Plus 11 out of 10 times. All opposition, that's a nine. So we still going stupid. And we ain't got to prove shit. What did we say? Unbelievable, right? The guy. Are you not entertained? Are you here? Is this not what you want to hear? Come on. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut it right there and we're going to leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger and come back next week. And I'm holding you to that. We took the chance here. We wanted to make it a little bit more bite-sized and we cut our numbers in half. So if you don't come back, my feelings are going to be hurt. And you don't want to hurt David. You don't want to do that. I'm such a sweetheart. This is a little manipulative what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. I want a commitment and I don't care how I get it. Well, I do. That's not the dynamic of our show. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week with the second half of this conversation. Much love to the people. Peace. Hey, Dame. What's up? Do you know what today's date is? <sighs> not exactly. It's like February something. It is February. It's the shortest month of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that means it's Black History Month. Ah. Boom, boom, boom. So for all you Black History buffs... <laughs> <laughs> Go down to the Apple Store. It's a celebration of Black History Month. Learn from dynamic creators who are changing cultural narratives through visual arts, photography, poetry, dance, film, and more. Join creative sessions to connect, collaborate, and be inspired from February 1st to the 29th. And I'm here to vouch. For those of you that are skeptical of Black History Month and like, who are these people? The Apple Store folks are cool. We were hanging out with them all last month, did a great series. I'm rocking with them. I'm trusting their black history stuff. That's Go do bold. it. That is bold. Here's a couple here's a, here's a couple things I got I just went out on the lip. For, for <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> here's a couple things they got going on this month. There's a video lab talking about how to use video and civic engagement on the 8th from 2 to 3 p.m. Then Melody Angel is hosting a music lab showing y'all how to create a blues track. Then our good friends from 60 Inches from Center, shout out Tempest. Squat are doing an exclusive on archiving your own story. Oh, that man. sounds right up That's something we should go to. And then the wonderful Roy Kinsey Boom. doing a music lab on crafting your musical memoir. And then another Ergo alum, Rach Jackson, doing some narratives in music on the 26th. So it's going to be another good month at the Apple Store. This limb 
is working pretty well for me. I'm standing on this branch. It's a bunch of our people up there. So go check it out. Visit apple.co slash Black History Month 2020 to reserve your spot. Hey, Dame. What's up, Kiss? I want you to meet my friend Miriam here. Hey, Miriam. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Miriam is my oldest friend in the world. The whole world. And she is a devoted podcast listener. Are you? I am. Oh, well, that's love. I don't even just, I don't mean our podcast. I just mean podcasts in general. Okay. I love podcasts. How, how do you usually find your podcast? What do you listen to them on? <sighs> the iTunes mm. app. Yeah, I know. Very basic. You're not thrilled with it? It isn't the best. Well, the good news is we actually have a recommendation for you. Oh, yeah? Well, Ergo is sponsored by Overcast. It's an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Man, it's for the people. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it free in the App Store where you get all the other things. Yeah. You going to check it out? Sounds amazing. Cool. We won you over. Look how effective this ad is. <gasps> yeah. Pay, pay us more money, folks. <laughs> that's that's advertising in action. You see? Works. <laughs> see, that's how good we are at selling things. We're doing this. Hey, yo, Harold, hit me up, man. I am an advocate and I can market your stuff because look how great we just marketed Overcast. We just gave an ad for them and an ad for us. I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. <laughs> 